Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's it. We're done. We are never hopefully keep everything cross going to see the Thunderdome again. And as it is time to bid it farewell, I thought it was only right that we put our arms down like this, show a bit of respect and do a poem. So bye bye Thunderdome. You certainly did your bit, but nothing will be better than real fans. And really, you were a bitch. It's actually not true if we're being honest with ourselves. It was a very creative endeavor by WWE. But look, as I just said, nothing is better than real people, and I can't wait to get back to it. I also want to introduce you to a brand new segment we're going to do on Ups and Downs, which is MVP of the Week. We'll look over the last seven days, and we'll look through all the companies, and decide who has absolutely kicked ass and taking names. And over the last seven days or so, it was nice and easy, we've given it to Malachi Black. MVP of the Week number one. And with all that out of the way, make sure you sit down, get your ass nice and comfy, because my name is Simon Miller, welcome to Go To Wrestling. And it's time to up those downs for the last ever Raw in the Thunderdome. We did indeed start this week's Raw with a tribute graphic for Paul Orndorff, who very sadly did pass away yesterday. And honestly, if you don't know the story of this man, just take five minutes to go read up about it today. This man absolutely left his mark. Thoughts with his friends and family. Amazingly, right after that too, we had a match. I can only think to myself, why have we waited until the end of the Thunderdome to actually have a wrestling fight to kick off an episode of Raw, as opposed to some guy walking to the ring and cutting a 72-minute promo. But look, let's not worry about that. It's better late than never. There was a tie-in to the fact that this Sunday we are getting Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. So here it was Bob taking on Kofi's best friend, also known as Xavier Woods. We saw Bob backstage eating his hand or something before this. I mean, it really was very weird and you should go check it out if you haven't. And then by the time he got to the ring, flubbed me sideways. He beat Woods up so bad, I thought it was going to be like the bit in The Simpsons when that kid's like, stop, stop, he's already dead. That's what I thought. WWE went out of their way though to make sure that Bobby Lashley had multiple times when he could have got the pin. 
but he decided otherwise because he just wanted to break some bones. The fact that he chose not to though all of a sudden made you go, oh my gosh, I think something's going to happen here. And just as Bob was about to rip out Xavier Woods' heart like he was Kano from Mortal Kombat, instead Woods hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and he beat the WWE Champion for the one, two, three. Now, to be fair, this is exactly the thing that WWE should be doing, because now you've taken this dominant monster and gone, oh, hey, look, you can beat him, you just need to be smart. But of course, the problem is, WWE does this all the time. What they should be doing, though, is thanking their lucky stars that it was Xavier Woods involved in this, because he has been on social media the last few months going, man, my plan is to go out there and try and win every single match with a surprise roll-up. And for that reason alone, this really made me chuckle because he lived up to what he said he was going to live up to. So I was entertained. The announcers tried to paint this as a massive deal too. Although at one point they went, oh man, maybe Bobby Lashley's lost a step. I mean, lost a step. He almost murdered a man in the middle of the ring. I don't think he's losing no step. In. Turned out he left the building after this. He was so pissed off with the MVP Let's Go. He will be back for the main event segment. And this will all be fine and dandy as long as at some point in the next few weeks, if Bobby Lashley does defeat Kofi Kingston at Man in the Bank, we have to do Bob versus Xavier for the WWE title. Of course we do. He pinned his ass to the mat. This was all good. Up. Jinder Mahal then arrived at Raw and I was like, dude, you are late again. But then to be fair, in the corner of the screen, there was a graphic that said happened earlier today. So I let him off. He was of course on his motorbike and how the hell did I not predict what was gonna happen? In hindsight, it is so obvious. Why else would he be going brum brum, I drive a bike now. We'll talk about it in a minute. Because from there, we went to Alexa's playground. And all I have to say about this is that we have to stop doing scripted promos. I know that's no big, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone said it. But this honestly was like people just reading bits of paper. The short version is that Bliss had invited Dewdrop or the drop to her playground. And of course, wherever Dewdrop goes, Eva Marie follows. So even though Alexa Bliss wanted to talk to the drop, even Marie was like, oh man, I'm the best. You should talk to me instead. She then said all these words though, that were only really awkward, but it honestly did feel like she was just reading a piece of paper. It's not her fault. This was absolutely massive. So half of her consciousness was probably in her own head going, what was the next line? What do I have to say? Oh, that's right, evolution. And then Motorhead turned up. She didn't say anything of no either. It was basically, oh, I'm a human being and everybody should love me. They then walked off and Alexa Bliss was like, oh, I'm gonna make goo come out of her head. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's getting it down. All right, okay, Jinder and Drew. Now look, I like this program and I think they proved last week that they're very capable of having a good match for all the story stuff. Isn't it just poppycock? Because Mahal was in the ring and he was like, look McIntyre, just come out here because I want to give your sword back. In fact, I gave it a nice polish and now it's better than ever. So first I was like, well, why the hell did you steal it to begin with? But of course he's not going to do that and he's broken the weapon. So now Drew McIntyre and his ancestors are going to be really bad. McIntyre never made it to the squared circle though because he appeared on the big screen instead because he doesn't care that Jinder Mahal broke his sword because as it turns out, that was a replica and here's my real one. And also he was going to kick the crap out of Jinder Mahal's bike. So like I say, I don't understand how this didn't pop into my brain. And the only real problem was it, I didn't care about this. How could you care? We only introduced the bike one week ago, and I'm sure Jinder Mahal has done very well for himself. He can go out and buy another one. This is the whole Elias Jackson Riker problem. You're not giving me any time to invest. I mean, at the moment, somebody just rode in on a bike and then the bike got broken. I don't care. But I still want to see what's going to happen. And I bet they do have their big match at SummerSlam. And also, just as a nice aside, 
Very interestingly, WWE just released a Drew McIntyre action figure where he's riding a motorbike. So that's where we are, people. I thought we could have done better with this now. Riddle and Nikki Cross, or Nikki Ash as she is officially called now, were then having a chat and it was actual gibberish. So for that very fact that I loved it, but Riddle was all like, oh man, you can just fly and grab the Money in the Bank briefcase. Then Nikki Cross or Ash was like, oh no, I can't actually fly because I'm only almost a superhero. But then her music started playing. She went, oh, I better fly. And of course she meant that as a turn of phrase, but then Riddle was like, well, she must have lied to me because she just told me she couldn't fly. I mean, what a wild ride this character is. And now I look forward to his segments every single week. This was, of course, the lead-in for Nikki Cross versus Oscar versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss, because all four of those women are in Money in the Bank. WWE can't come up with new ideas. It was actually all right, though, and I tell you, it would have gotten up if it wasn't for two very stupid moments. Because halfway through, out came Eva Marie and the drop, which has caused Alexa Bliss to go, oh my gosh, I forgot I was in a wrestling match. So she left the ring and she just went and screamed in Eva Marie's face. I mean, they were just so bizarre and the drop kitty still likes Eva because she then grabbed Alexa and just chucked her over the barricade, which apparently ended with Alexa Bliss vanishing. Look, WWE, you ain't gonna be able to do this next week. You don't have a Thunderdome. All the fans will see her sneaking away. After we were done with our Hocus Pocus though, we were allowed just to have a triple threat, I suppose, between Nikki, Oscar, and Naomi. And I actually think this was good fun. They were just trading moves. They were trading submissions. Of course, there was the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And that's where it fell down. Because after Naomi had been thrown to the floor by Oscar, the Empress turned around and she was smashed with the surprise roll up, meaning that Nikki Ash won. I mean, do people in WWE not read their own scripts? This would have been fine if we hadn't done it in the first match, but also in the first match, it actually tied into the narrative. So why the hell did we do it here again? I mean, what is wrong with Nikki just hitting her finishing move and getting a clean pinfall? That would have been fine with me. I wouldn't have thought any less of anybody else in this match. And we did have a stare down afterwards between Oscar and the superhero. So maybe we're gonna do that program or maybe they're just gonna kill each other at the pay-per-view. So when you tie all this up in a big bow, Unfortunately, it's got to get it down. Interview with the Viking Raiders next. They actually lead a very good, clean, hygienic lifestyle, and they don't appreciate the fact that AJ Styles has said otherwise. These are genuine words that they said. Stars then made his way out into the Thunderdome and he said, look, you know what? I shouldn't have called you barbarians. Instead, I should have called you stinky, hairy, and poison-infected buffoons. <laughs> poison-infected. So AJ Snarls has just snuck into their bedrooms and I suppose tested their blood and gone, see, poison. Point of this was to announce that we are gonna do the tag match at the pay-per-view, but before then, we have to do individual singles matches because WWE just loves to go WWE. The first up though was AJ Styles versus Ivar, a contest I never thought I'd see on Monday Night Raw. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Now it didn't last that long, but the reason it took me by surprise is because AJ Styles lost and the Viking Raider won. I mean, who in the hell saw that coming? When he did pin him, I made some flipping weird noises. Also, not only was this an upset on Raw, but it was a clean finish. I almost did a backflip, which I wouldn't have done because I would have broken my neck. But yeah, Ivar just hit him with this big slam. AJ was like, oh no, I can't get up. Good. Apu, excellent up. Fortunately, WWE then instantly came back with a vengeance because we then did the opposite match. So it was Omos versus Eric and Omos just whooped his ass. Now, of course you had to do this. We are protecting Omos like the great human being he is. And I really like the guy, but it meant when we were done with both of these segments, we had taken one step forward and 784 back. Omos 2-1 after the tree slam, but it's just 50-50 booking 
and I find 50-50 booking really boring, even though I was quite excited to see Omos in his first singles match. So not because of that, but because of the story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chambers was then going nuts at Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce because he can't believe he has to defend his US title against Alberto Carrillo later because he's still got a broken nose. And he's wearing this cool black mask now. And I don't want to be that guy, but maybe just a little bit. He looked like Repo Man. From nowhere too, he just calmed down and smiled like he had a plan. And obviously Sonya and Adam were then really worried, as you would be. This would be a guy barging into the room and going, oh, I'm going to murder everyone. Go, Please don't. He'll go, all right. I won't murder anyone at all. He's definitely going to kill some other hubbards. We then just had another great promo by Kofi Kingston and my word, this guy. Because he has just found a way to turn this Bobby Lashley feud into something excellent to the point if he does win at Money in the Bank, which I don't believe he will, but if he does, I would be all right with it. I am totally on Team Kofi. Just spoke with passion and reminded us that ever since Lashley had become the WWE champion, he had been focusing on the wrong things. So when Kofi indeed holds up that gold at Money in the Bank, in front of his friends and his family, it's gonna be the greatest time in the history of mankind. Damn it, I agreed. I cannot wait for this, especially given what's gonna happen later. Uh, we then found out Seamus's plan after this. He was gonna kick the absolute ship out of Humberto Carrillo backstage. And he did. As he was leaving too, he crossed paths with Damien Priest. So I think that's going to be our next feud. And I'm all in for that. And after we came back from the commercial break, Adam Pearce and Sonya were like, oh, we're so sorry, Alberto. But don't worry, you don't have to have the match. And because Creo is an absolute moron, he was like, no, I can stand so I can fight. I mean, you could have just given it a week. They promised you another goal. This was hilarious too, because he's actually a liar. Because he got in the ring, and as soon as the bell went ding ding, he just fell over. So he couldn't stand, so he couldn't fight. So Seamus bro kicked him, pinned him, and then got back in the ring and started punching him in the face. So thanks for coming, Humberto Carrillo. We just buried your ass. Of course, this was all just one big setup, so Damien Priest could arrive and save the day. 
That is why I'm all right with this. Again, Damien Priest versus Sheamus at SummerSlam, they will just punch each other in the face for real. Gets me quite excited deep down in my tum-tum. So for that reason alone, even though Humberto Carrillo was dead, uh, Riddle was then back. This guy. Because he wanted to accompany Ricochet to the ring for his match with John Morrison for some reason. When he said he was so excited about Money in the Bank, he's going to make some Western crisps or something. And then he was like, oh, do you want to know what my favorite Western is? And Ricochet went, is it Tombstone? And Riddle went, no, it's Toy Story 2. He is the best. He then went on to say that Woody reminded him of Randy Orton, which the Viper would not have liked. And when he was talking about Randy, he was pointing to the sky. So at the moment, I think we're meant to believe that Randy Orton is dead. This stuff is tremendous. I need RK Bro to become the champions at SummerSlam as well, which Riddle did hint at here. Because he was like, oh man, if I become Mr. Man in the Bank, maybe I'll use it to cash in on the tag team champions, whoever they may be. And of course, then the Miz arrived and John Morrison arrived. They had drip sticks and they sprayed them into both of their faces as they ran over Riddle's broken foot in Miz's wheelchair. So they are just a couple of assets. I suppose all this was done to justify what was coming next, because it was John Morrison taking on Ricochet in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. And this may be one of the best things we've seen on Raw in damn ages. Up. I mean, almost instantly Morrison gave Ricochet this crazy neck breaker on the apron, so they set the tone straight away. And then later on, Morrison was going for Starship Pain. Ricochet stopped him and gave him a German suplex. Ricochet also high-fived one of the Thunderdome screens, which was equal parts brilliant and equal parts the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then when John Morrison was laying on the floor, Ricochet hit him with a 450 off the barricade. Do you remember the first time you saw a 450 on the top rope? You're like, oh my gosh, how the hell has he done it? We've got to the point now that people are doing it off barricades and I don't think we appreciate it enough. Rick was just on fire tonight as well because later on he ran up the ring post and hit John Morrison with a shooting star press when once again he was on the mats and I couldn't believe my brain. And then all of a sudden there was a ladder set up between the apron and the announce table why the hell not? It got even better after they fought their way to the back because of course they had to come back to the ring. So Ricochet did this by jumping on Mrs. Wheelchair, zooming down the rampway and hitting Johnny Drip Drip with a flying clothesline. I think this is the happiest I've ever been watching Monday Night Raw. It kept getting more insane because Riddle used this juncture to also come out here and he just grabbed Mrs. Wheelchair and put him on the floor like he was some kind of beached whale or a turtle that you would put on their shell. I mean, Miss was literally on the floor going, ah, I can't move. Riddle copied him. I don't know what the hell's going on. All this did allow Ricochet, though, to lay John Morrison on that ladder we've already talked about. He climbed to the top rope and he splashed this man to get the one, two, three. If you do not plan to watch this, well, you're the person that is missing out. Real fans would have absolutely lost their mind for this as well. It was excellent, excellent stuff and got me even more pumped for Money in the Bank, which was obviously the idea. If I had a third thumb, I'd give it, but I've only got two, that's what it gets. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Tamina, there is nobody meaner, and Natalia then fell out. It's kind of hard to care about all this, because they just seem to fall out every week, and I don't even know why. Natty has also just been thrown into the Money in the Bank match, because why not? But as she is in that, and as she's already a tag team champion, and because she has a non-title match with Rhea Ripley later, she's come up with a foolproof plan. She's going to be victorious in all these walks of life and become the Raw champion and become the SmackDown champion and become the tag team champion. I was like, oh, that'd be quite a nice story. And of course, later on, she lost. However, the point of doing it here is so that Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke could approach her and go, ha ha, that's a crappy plan and it can't be foolproof because it's coming from a fool. 
and the school bell rang and everybody had to go in after playtime. They all shoved each other afterwards and I don't know, I guess it's fine. I just kind of feel like they deserve so much more. I also want to introduce another brand new segment to Ups and Downs. I mean, what am I doing today? I'm going crazy. But given that there is nobody meaner than Tamina, I feel like we need to start ranking whether Tamina was meaner than she was last week. So we'll start here and this week she did push Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke which is pretty mean, like a bully. So yes, this week she was mean, and in seven days time when we come back, she will either be meaner or not as mean. Or I'll come up with some better words, but this week, mean. More history from Drew McIntyre next. He does do very well with these promos, but I kind of feel like I preferred what he was doing beforehand. Anyway, his point is when it comes to money in the bank, nobody's gonna stop him getting that briefcase. And he's absolutely wrong, because I don't know about you, kind of think Jinder Mahal may stop him. Ripley then told us the reason she accepted Natalia's challenge so close to Money in the Bank is because she is a warrior and never says no. So keep that in mind because she is a WWE wrestler, which means at one point in her career, she will pretend that she's going to accept somebody else's challenge and then go, <laughs> and she'll run away. It's not her fault, just a WWE bypass. Fair play to that match though. It was really good. I was worried there was going to be some shenanigans given there's so many outside people that could be involved. But aside from an awry dropkick that hit Tamina, these guys were just able to go at it. And my word, are they good professional wrestlers. Now he was able to reverse a closer leaf into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and thank Flubbins Ripley kicked out of that. But then when Natalia replied to Sharpshooter, Rhea basically dragged her over to the ring post and chucked her head into it. The champion then followed that up by booting Natalia right in the skull. She was nothing she could do. She was like, oh, I'm all woozly goozly. She got smashed with the riptide. She lost. Honestly, this was really good. Of course, Charlotte flew out here afterwards and she chopped block Rhea Ripley before applying the figure eight when she was basically hanging outside the ring for maximum talk on that knee because their whole story has been anything you can do I can do better and there was a good intensity to this and later on Charlotte was like I will win money in the bank pretty sure they too will have a good match. Bobby Lashley then saved Raw, which is not true. That's a wild overstatement. But he came out here and cut such a good promo that somebody should be giving him some kind of award. Now, this shouldn't actually come as too much of a surprise if you ever watched Bobby Lashley in TNA. And this is what WWE should have been pushing since day dot. But hey, we got there eventually. Absolutely tremendous. And it's getting up. Because he was just being portrayed as a man who has had enough. Like, he took forever to get to the ring, even after multiple introductions. Probably because he was in the back, like, beating up some kind of a swan. And when he did get on the microphone, he just let loose with fire. Because he and MVP was all like, look, Bobby Lashley has been so dominant throughout the Thunderdome era, it should be called the Lashley Dome. And that annoyed me, because it was a perfect opportunity to say it should be called the Bob Dome, like it's your accountant or something. But then Lashley turned his attention to MVP, and he said, I want to get rid of all of this. I want to get rid of the women. I want to get rid of the money. I want to get rid of all the shenanigans. I just want want to focus on beating people up because I've been thinking about it and Kofi Kingston was right. He hasn't been focused on destroying fools like he should have done but that's all going to change Sunday and he hopes that Kofi's friends and families and fans are in the arena because he is going to wreck him so bad his career will be over. <laughs> Nobody messed with Bobba Thlashley. But everything though to his expressions, his delivery and his crazy, crazy eyes made him come across like a psychopath. So now I'm worried for my beloved baby face. Honestly, this was tremendous. Maybe the best thing Bobby Lashley has done in ages. And I can't wait. That should be the main event. Screw Roman Reigns. We're going to mean it. But screw Roman Reigns on Money in the Bank. Put Kofi Kingston versus Bobby Lashley on last. It's the best thing WWE has got. 
Josh. Which brought us to the end of Raw, and look, by no means was it perfect, but you had that Ricochet John Morrison match, Riddle was good, Natalia, Rhea Ripley, Kofi Kingston, Bobby Lashley. So I am perfectly happy in giving it an up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.